I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Welcome to the World in Sport, I'm Benny Wiley. This week we talk to Team PNG about the upcoming Pacific Games. Fiji arrive in New Zealand for the Under-20 Football World Cup. Contrasting fortunes for Tonga and Fiji's Under-20 rugby teams. And the PNG women's cricket side travel to Samoa. But first, Fiji have been crowned the World 7 Series champions for the second time. Going into the London tournament at the weekend with a five-point lead over nearest rivals South Africa, Ben Ryan's side outclassed the Blitzbox 19-7 in the quarterfinals to seal the title. Australia spoiled the victory party, running out 33-7 winners in the semi-final, with Fiji beating England in the third-place playoff. The USA won their first-ever World Series tournament, beating Australia in the final. Meanwhile, at Samoa's horror season came to a close, with a 38-7 drubbing by Kenya in the bowl final to finish 10th overall. Papua New Guinea is embracing the high expectations on its athletes to do well at the Pacific Games in Port Moresby. PNG topped the medal count at the Pacific Mini Games two years ago. Team PNG chef to mission Richard Kassman admits there is a lot of pressure for them to repeat that form on home soil, but says he and the team of athletes see that as a positive. Papua New Guinea topped their medal count when we last hosted the Games in 1991. And therefore, there is a massive expectation that um, we will follow that. Uh, so this tremendous expectation. And on top of that, Vinny, our government uh, will have spent uh, 1, 1.5 billion keener on the facilities here. So with that comes this uh, overt expectation as well. There are only two months to go. What is taking up your time now? What you know are you having to prepare? Obviously... You know, the athletes will roll in when they roll in and the games will kick off, but uh, what needs to be ready before that opening ceremony? Okay, well, firstly, my focus is really on our team preparation, on pulling our team together, supporting coaches and managers in their preparation, uh, supporting athletes, so not just as they're training for their sport, but uh, uh, supporting and, and educating in their nutrition, uh, their rest and recovery, and, and, and a lot of counselling as well. So what keeps me awake is just making sure that uh, Team P&G and my general management team, uh, which I lead, are responding and uh, are serving our athletes, managers and coaches very well. The other thing is with our venues under construction here, because we're hosting the Games, uh, that poses its own set of challenges. Uh, so athletes are, are training as best they can, and then we're sending teams away for overseas competitions. Uh, so this is the sort of thing that, uh, and just ensuring we're supporting them to, to, to optimize their performance, that uh, keeps you awake from time to time. 
you've touched on it, uh, the venues and I guess the upgrades and the construction process. Um, does, does that have any concern for you that some of the athletes haven't had an ideal preparation or do you feel in each of the cases where there has been disruption, you know, satisfactory alternatives have been found? The ideal situation would be for us to be able to have a, a, a number of months on various tracks, swimming pool, courts, uh, fields, etc. That would be an ideal situation. But I've highlighted you know, over two years ago when I was appointed to this role, I kept pressing that message, Vinny, to uh, my coaches and managers and athletes. We knew this, we know this, and we've got to make best on the school grounds that we participate in, on different fields and courts uh, and, and pools that we, we, we work in. So we, we've really drilled this into our athletes and coach, coaches and managers uh, with that and, and accepting the fact that we're not going to have six months of testing out our, our own you know, brand spanking new facilities. Uh, so we've, we've worked that. And, and our performance has been at regional events, uh, be it Oceania events, be, be it uh, competitions that we've uh, attended to in New Zealand or Australia, uh, in, in Asia, in other Pacific countries. Uh, you know, our, our athletes are, are performing well and performing to expectation. Will they get any chance before the venues are handed over to the organising committee, which I think is the end of this month? I, I know there's a test event or a uh, the start of June, is that right? 31st of May is, is the due date of handover. Uh, they'll be stretching both sides. There's there's some that will be available before that and, and, and some which will be stretched into June. Uh, there will be test events. Let me assure you, I'm hassling the venues committee, and as soon as as soon as venues are are ready, we're, you know we're in there. The tracks go, go going to be a challenge. That's probably going to be available probably two weeks out. The way I've I've uh, talked to my uh, athletics team is that t- take it take the paradigm that you're travelling to a new country and you've only got a few days to to walk the track and test the track out. So we're approaching it like that. Where is uh, selection at? Obviously, to represent your country on home soil uh, at an event like this, uh, you know that would have a lot of people wanting to uh, step up to the plate. Um, have you finalised all the athletes that will be representing Team PNG? How how big will that team be? I'm taking in 600 athletes and 200 coaches and managers into the game. So our total contingent will be 800, and then that of course includes my general management team. And then now in May, where all of the teams have been culled. Uh, so the deadline is now, in, in literally next next week. So I've got my team frantically chasing all of our teams for, for their final, final squads of those who will actually be accredited. With all those athletes, I guess there's expectations as well. You've, you've got plenty of high-profile athletes, the likes of Toy Whistle or uh, Ryan Penny or uh, Rugby League, obviously, will be a high expectation there to do well. Um, you know, what do you think the team is capable of Middle-wise, or you know, where do you expect to do well, or any any surprises do you think that might be up your sleeves? Well, the, the favourites have to be the French in Newcastle and uh, Tahiti. Fiji are very strong, very strong as well. We'll be with with uh, with those three three countries and and fighting till till uh, closing you know closing ceremony basically because we've got events literally finishing within hours of closing ceremony. I'm, I'm looking to my track and field team. Weightlifting, powerlifting, bodybuilding. Uh, we've got some high-profile swimmers, and then in the fighting sports like uh, taekwondo and uh, and weightlifting, uh, we're strong. You know, we've, we've 
I've got strong contenders in some of the team sports as well. Rugby League Nines. You know, Rugby Sevens will be a fantastic competition. Football, men's and women's. Uh, our women's um, have had good success in the past. Uh, so, you know, that's going to be an inter- interesting for the men's. It's under-23s and it's a qualifier for Olympics. Uh, so we're going to run two con- concurrent competitions. So right around the park, you know, uh, uh, softball, cricket, we're strong in those uh, team sports as, as well, um, uh, indoor volleyball. But, you know, the French, they are strong in, in, in volleyball, for example, but both Newcal and Tahiti. Wallace and Petuna are very strong in that. Probably the dark horse is VAR, but once again, you know, Tahiti dominates those sports, but we're going to give them a good shot, and it's... Uh, on our home uh, home waters in this case. And sailing, you know, Cook Islands are very strong. New Zealand are, are, are coming up, uh, competing in that. There's the home waters, and, and I'm hoping there we have home ground advantage. That's Papua New Guinea's chef de mission to the Pacific Games, Richard Kassman. Fiji have arrived in New Zealand for the Under-20 Football World Cup, fresh from a busy couple of months' preparation. The Fijians were beaten by Mexico and Colombia in two warm-up matches in Sydney and have also toured Myanmar and Malaysia as part of their build-up. Head coach Frank Farina says it's all a valuable learning experience. Let's be brutally honest, you know, Fiji has never played at this sort of level before against these quality teams. First and foremost, Mexico, was the boys performed very well. The 3-0 scoreline probably wasn't really indicative of the game, but you know we made two very bad mistakes for the first two goals, which... Um, we're good in terms of working on those and prior to the Columbia game. And then against Columbia yesterday, I was very, very pleased with the way the, the team played and, and quite unfortunate, to be totally honest, to, to lose 2-1. Obviously, scorelines don't tell everything, but, I mean, neither of those scores are cricket scores. You know, they are competitive results against, you know, experienced international teams that have played at these sorts of events for many a years and, and, and higher events too with the World Cup. So, uh, you know, that must be pleasing and encouraging from that point of view that, you know, you're not being, you know, completely outclassed, that you are competitive. No, exactly. And and, and look, that's that's a reality. Um, you know, Fiji's never competed at a World Cup at, at any level. So for them to have these sort of preparation games against quality sides um, is really, really good, you know. And uh, if you'd watched the game yesterday, you know, saw the way that the, the team played, it was very, very good. And and. My background, when I when I look at things, uh, I was I was really pleased. So, even though the boys lost both games, I'm very happy with their progress at the moment. And you know, as we said, we've got to be competitive. And is that part of also qualifying for this Under 20 World Cup? Is obviously you get this amazing opportunity to be a part of that tournament on very close to home soil uh, for Fiji. You, you get those games in the group stage, but also you know the tours you've had to Myanmar and and the games here in Australia and and everything else around that. Those are games that you wouldn't have got otherwise as well. So it's not just three games in the group stage, which you know could be all it is, but you've got all these other games as well, which is you know teaching the boys and, and giving them more experiences against top teams as well. That's the experience which is, is really lacking in um, Oceania. This opportunity for Fiji football uh, is, is absolutely fantastic. We're realistic. The World Cup is in New Zealand. Most probably Fiji wouldn't have had this opportunity if it wasn't there. So they've got to grab it with both hands, you know, and, and really run with it. It's been great. The, the experience these players are gaining from this and will gain from the World Cup will be really beneficial for the national team in future years. Um, we, we know that you know New Zealand are a strong side in Oceania and 
have Fiji have always struggled against them, but it's a great opportunity. So these games and 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 the World Cup itself will be absolutely uh, fantastic for the future of Fiji football. Since you took over the coaching duties for the team or the head coaching duties, uh, you know what have you noticed in terms of progress or or what have you uh, amongst the players? One of the things that I've noticed and I've said it all along: development programs are lacking in in Oceania, particularly in the the Pacific Island regions, and also coaching, and and that needs to be improved. In terms of the players, I think just exposure to different levels of football. You know, luckily for New Zealand, um, they're exposed to it quite a lot, which is great. You know, but um, the countries like Fiji need to get that exposure as well, which um, they're getting at the moment, which is absolutely fantastic. So, and you can see the improvement in the players when they come up against good sides like Mexico and Colombia, where there's no time on the ball. There's, you know, they've, they've, they've got to play it to a different level. And I can see the improvement in them. So this is fantastic learning curve. And uh, basically two weeks out from that first game against Germany. So, uh, yeah. you, know, the, you know, they really give you a soft start, don't they? Um, what, so so, 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 so what, what does the next couple of weeks entail? Do you have more matches in New Zealand? I know most of the countries have, have arrived now and obviously you want to prepare for that game as well and, and start thinking about, you know, that opponent. You know, what, so what do you guys focus on now? We're hoping to get another game in New Zealand, um, which is, is always difficult to, to organise a second-tier international match. But we're hoping to get another game. But you know, our first week now that we arrive in New Zealand will be based on match conditioning for the players. They've had two really good hit-outs here in Australia. Hopefully we'll get a game around the 23rd, 24th. It's completely new for Fiji football that they're in this situation. So... You know, we've got to get everyone ready and um, prepared for this first game because, as you said, it's, it's a baptism of fire, really, playing Germany first up. But, you know, hopefully we, we can be competitive and um, do well. That's the Fiji Under-20 football coach, Frank Farina. The Tonga Under-20s are closing in on a finals berth at the World Rugby Junior Trophy in Portugal. The Kingdom beat Namibia to stay unbeaten in Group A and set up a winner-takes-all clash against Canada. Fiji suffered a shock defeat to Georgia in their second match and must now beat Uruguay and hope Georgia slip up against Portugal to have any chance of making the final. Tonga's strength and conditioning coach, Tavake Fangupo, says their players have made strong progress since arriving in Lisbon and expects Canada to be another step up. The coaching staff and the players are very excited that we have those two wins under our belt. We're looking forward to playing against Canada. They're also undefeated as well and Probably the same as us, trying to make the final on Sunday. The game against Namibia, what what did you make of that one? Obviously, after the first up victory, uh, were you more satisfied? Did you, in in terms of what you achieved in that game, do you feel the team is making progress, or still some areas, no doubt, that you just want to improve oh, on? Most definitely, that the boys are getting progress is uh, getting there. Uh, a lot of mistakes that, um, that we did in the first games in Hong Kong, we worked on those, and, and um, less penalties. The boys were adjusting a lot better to the game plan. A lot more focus on the, in the second game. And the cutthroat nature of this tournament, your two from two, Canada, a two from two. Uh, in many ways, uh, the final group match is a, a final in itself before, I guess, the actual final if you do make it that far. So, um, you know, it's basically knockout. Correct, yes, yes. So, I mean, our goal is to take one game at a time. Sunday is obviously our goal to keep to that final. But uh, our main focus at the moment is, is to, you know, stick to our, our game plan, uh, just uh, working on the set pieces, uh, defence as well. And Canada, hopefully, we can come on top and make it through to the final on Sunday. What do you know about the Canadian team? Have, have you presumably had a chance to uh, check out some of their matches over in Lisbon? 
Oh, yeah, we've watched a couple of the games um, since they've been here. They, they have a large forward pack. That's probably where their strength is, is in the forward pack. Um, we also have a, a pretty strong forward pack too, so it's going to be a, a great battle up front. So that, that, that's kind of like uh, we're sort of focusing the moment just to get some forward momentum and then our backs will, will sort of uh, hopefully finish off with some tries and hopefully we can point some around that. Was there any surprise to see your uh, Pacific brothers, uh, Fiji, uh, slip up the other day? Obviously, a lot of people back here thinking that perhaps it could be an all, uh, you know, Pacific Island uh, final potentially, uh, the old rivalry. But um, I guess they've got a bit of work ahead of themselves, hoping some results go their way. Yeah, we were quite surprised uh, that uh, Fiji had uh, lost their game. You know, which goes to show that you can't sort of uh, underestimate anything. Georgia, once again, is a very strong team, uh, but uh, Fiji has. Uh, Sort of being one of the favourites to uh, top of the pool and hopefully uh, playing top of the pool. But uh, yeah, it's good to the corner, but it just shows that they can get in time and uh, hopefully uh, get a winner out of that. That's Tavake Fungapore from the Tonga Under 20 rugby team. The Papua New Guinea women's cricket team have touched down in Samoa for a two week development tour that is part of their preparations for the Pacific Games in July. The Leewers will play two T20 matches and one 50-over game this week and the same next week against the Samoan women's team and the Samoa under-19 men's teams. Head coach Rodney Maha says all the construction work in Port Moresby means they haven't been able to train properly back home, so a tour is just what they needed. We have no uh, grounds to train on. We've done uh, a lot of work in our uh, indoor nets and also probably a little bit of fielding, but what we haven't done is... uh, play some matches before coming here. So, so when was the last time that the Lewis played an international match? Oh, that was probably in Japan last year. Papua New Guinea and both men's and women's have been dominant in the East Asia Pacific region you know, for a number of years now and with the Pacific Games on home soil there's a lot of expectation on the teams to, to get another gold medal and, and do well so I guess this tour and these matches come at the right time uh, to give yourselves uh, a good preparation. Preparation for the SP Games starts here. We hope to get as much playing time here so that we can take it over to just before the games in Port uh, Mosby. Yeah. And uh, of course, you're playing against the Samoa national women's team, but also the under 19 men, so I guess that will provide uh, another challenge as well. That's a good uh, challenge for the ladies here. We hope that uh, also a mental thing for the ladies, which I think is. It's also important. There's a lot of expectations from our people in our country and also from the cricketing families back home that we do well. This two weeks will be really good for us. With PNG having dominated in the East Asia Pacific region, that expectation, is it something that the girls, that the that the teams are used to, are they comfortable with, or is it always hard when you've got so much pressure well, on you? We try as much as possible to... Uh, make sure that our women's team is not under pressure for things like that. Uh, we make sure that all that is uh, left to their games. What we want to do here is be mentally tough and uh, forget about things that, uh, because on paper, uh, we are good, but it's actually trying to play each game as they come and not trying to prove to anyone, but to ourselves that we, we actually can maintain what we have. That's the PNG women's cricket coach, Rodney Maha. And Fiji's build-up to the Netball World Cup has been boosted with another test against the Silver Ferns confirmed. The Pearls will take on New Zealand and Porirua on July the 23rd, two weeks before the start of the World Cup in Sydney. It follows New Zealand's participation in the inaugural Oceania Series in Suva in January 
and will mark the first time Fiji has played a test in New Zealand since 1999. And that's the World in Sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. As always, thank you very much for listening. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.